Newcastle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, welcome in. It's been a, it's been a week, man. Oh, oh yeah, it has. Big week for sports and um, big week overall. I mean, just started going back into school full time, so that's pretty exciting. So just kind of staying busy and just everything staying busy pretty much hey and the grind is real you know it i is, think man. i think there now we have uh, two looks at it we got what we call the covid grind right and now we got the return grind mm-hmm. and there's there's even probably a pre-covid grind where you didn't have the mask because now you <sighs> grind with a mask like every day oh yeah mask is just becoming a part of the life now so <laughs> it's just the normal it's a new, a new thing, normal. new thing. Uh, again, Carson comes to us by way of Give Him Six podcast. So, again, uh, check that out on any of your outlets, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple, any Spotify, any of those those outlets, check him out. Uh, he does a really good job with that, and, and we're, uh, we're honored to have him in uh, at least weekly uh, to grind it out here with us. So, uh, Carson, just to jump right in, we got a lot of good topics, and, and that's that's a good thing. Right. Um basketball you're a you're a basketball fan yeah and a lot of stuff going on in in that realm uh the rock uh he he has purchased the xfl and he has now uh received the helmets uh there's some level of passing the torch i think now that's complete and so uh there's some talking to be done there but let's let's start with basketball so so you're a big you're a big let me see if i can get this right you're a houston rockets fan right but you're a Chris Paul fan. Yes, I am. I'm a Houston Rockets fan, and, you know, it's really a tough series right now because, I mean, how much more tough can you get when you're seven in the game seven, um, Rockets versus the Thunder. And I, it, it's been rough because you're, try, you're trying to root for the Rockets because I feel like the Rockets have a better chance down the road to win, but then I look at the Thunder, and I really want Chris Paul to beat his old team that traded him away. And it's just kind of a back-and-forth, back-and-forth bittersweet kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm a Rockets fan, but um, Game 7 coming up tonight, so we'll see what happens. I'm pulling for the Rockets, but this time i got to pull all the way through for them. I, you know, I really think it's the Rockets game to lose. And, and the reason I say that is Russell Westbrook left a lot on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think James Harden left a lot on the table uh, there in, in Game number 6, so – the big turnovers there at the end of the game. Chris Paul played out of his mind, and just quite frankly, at his age, I'm not sure how sustainable uh, that is. So I, I think it's the Rockets' game to lose there tonight. But uh, nonetheless, Oklahoma City's pushed the envelope and, and made them really uh, dig deep uh, to get the win if they do so tonight. But if, if Oklahoma City uh, plays the way they did in six defensively, uh, held them to 100 points, which I'm not sure that's happened since they've been in the bubble. But uh, – I think if they can play that level of defense and Chris Paul can continue to light it up, uh, then it's anybody's game, and we'll oh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll have to stay up late to see that. But uh, you know, it's a 9 p.m. start. Are you are you gonna watch the whole thing? I'm gonna try to watch the whole thing, but I'll probably wake up in the morning and have to look at the score. Sadly, 
Yeah, I was going to say, honesty is the best policy. Coach. It is, man. I mean, I, if it was, hey, I wish it started right as I get out of school. Five <laughs> o'clock, sharp, good start for a game. I could watch the whole thing, but sadly it starts at nine. So You know, I was really hopeful, and, and I, don't, I think it was wishful thinking. Uh, I was really hopeful that since they were all playing in Florida that we'd, we would get all Eastern times. Right. And I was like, that'll work, you know, because you won't have to – and, you know, it's kind of the, the whole college football thing. I'm like, oh, the Pac-12's not playing. That means no more 10.30 p.m. starts. Yep. And so I was really hopeful that I'd get to see a lot of these late games. But what they're doing is they're just staggering it to to uh, to appease the West Coast fans. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And it's kind of like, well, you kind of expected that to happen. But at the same time, you wished it was just like you said, what where we could watch it to our own <laughs> ability right and uh and 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 like somebody said one time and I, I usually try to give a name of a quote but i can't think of who said it but uh it may be fair but i don't have to like it <laughs> that's a good and quote so, and so that's that's one of those deals but tonight you see the heat bucks uh hit the hardwood at six thirty, and then just following those guys will be the rockets and the thunder bucks um it, it's that it's the semis they've moved on to the next round with the heat uh, the Thunder Rocket still stuck in the first first round. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think the push of seven games is going to do to whoever wins this series and their uh, their approach to the Lakers? Well, I mean, they're going to be tired out. I mean, the Lakers have been chilling for about two weeks. It feels like so. The Lakers have just been watching games, uh, and the Rockets and the Thunder have been playing games. So it's yeah, it's it's going to be rough because the Rockets were thought to have the series when they were up. Um, on the Thunder, I think it was 2-0, uh, 2-0 or uh, 3-1, I can't remember. Um, they were up on them, so it's kind of like, well, they're constantly playing. They have to keep practicing. Um, so it's they're going to be a little tired going into playing the one seed, so that's going to be a uh, a problem for sure. So You always you always look at that, and, and you don't know what dynamic's going to, gonna, I guess, move to the top you know sometimes you say well they're rested and 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 houston or okc is going to be very tired but on the flip side of that coin you can also say they have momentum you know especially if it's true, a, yeah. especially if it's okc i mean they literally if they get there have won two games to fend off elimination their bags were packed in game six to leave that place and they got to take them back to the hotel. So uh, I, I think there's some of that because, again, you're looking at a 17-year a veteran in LeBron James. You're looking at an Anthony Davis big man who probably needs to play more than he doesn't. Oh. And being that they're down there in the bubble, I don't I don't know what their practice facilities look like. Maybe maybe I need to dig in a little bit more. Uh, they're like a big – it's like a big area, and it's not enclosed. They have certain courts. Now, they made them to where they're like – like they have their own team design on the courts, and it's really cool looking. I mean, but it's all like in one building, That's so it's. Crazy. I mean, well, I mean, what else can you do? You know. Yeah, bubble. Hey, but it's working. It's working. It is. Yeah. But but anyway, we'll we'll see how whether fatigue is what's going to weigh out in the semifinals, or if it's going to be the lack of playing experience there with the Lakers as as they've kind of went dormant for. For like you said, I think it's the better part of about ten days at, at minimum, right? Because they it just feels like it. They just kind of hit the gas and and kind of threw mm-hmm. out the uh, uh, threw out their first round opponent. So, um, 
But last night there was a couple more games, uh, another game seven, and, and and if this is any inclination as to what's going to happen with the Rockets or with yeah with the Rockets and the Thunder, then you're probably not going to be a happy Rockets fan. Uh, the Nuggets fend off elimination a couple times and then eliminate the Jazz last night, mm-hmm. game seven, eighty to seventy eight, the lowest scoring game since two teams have been in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you looked at it and you were like, well, yeah, that is a pretty, pretty low-scoring game because every game this bubble has seemed to be over 110 points. I, it's I wild. I haven't seen anybody score under 90 oh, since no. they've been in the bubble, and both teams barely – one only cracked 80, one didn't crack 80. Yeah, and the, it was tough because you look – if you watch this series, it was the Jazz were up 3-1. Um, they were controlling, controlling, controlling this series. They had so many weapons. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Joe Ingles. You had just Rudy Gobert, and and they were playing great together. And then out of nowhere, here comes Jamal Murray out of the Nuggets. Breakout star somehow in the bubble. Drops 50 points one game. I think it's like 40-something the other game. And he's just on target, and there's nothing the Jazz can do to stop him. And it gets to the game seven, getting a close game, and they miss a three to win the game last night. And sadly, that's how the Jazz fall. Sometimes you just need to play for overtime. I yeah. mean, that's what you got to do. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell with Jamal Murray, yeah, they made a series of it. They combined for 475 points in the series. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it's you know, Torrey Craig – uh, come into the post game with Jamal Murray and 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 it was really good to see. Uh, they were they were kind of hamming it up, laughing at each other. Jamal Murray looked at him and said, "You missed a layup." I guess late in the game he missed he a layup. He, well, it was like I think it was like um, 15 seconds left. Yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell was driving uh, past it, intercepted with about nine seconds to go. Jamal Murray was running down the court, missed a or I think it was Jamal. It was somebody from the Nuggets missed a wide open layup. Looks like it was Tory Craig because he said, That's "My right. bad." Yeah, <laughs> and um, Nuggets or uh, Jazz get the rebound. They throw it down the court, and um, I think it was um, oh Mike Conley uh, threw up a former three. Grizzly. Right? Yeah, he's he was playing great too, veteran right there. You want to have him on your team there in the postseason, but grabbed it, chucked it up there for a three, and it rimmed out. And it was rough. I mean, it was rough. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, Jamal Murray is is credited as kind of leading this team to the to the series victory. He did. He but really did. Last night he wasn't the leading scorer. No, Nicole Jokic was. Yeah, he had thirty points, which is roughly when you only score eighty. I mean, that's roughly like thirty six percent of the scoring. So, uh, yeah, I mean, big night for the Nuggets. Uh, I I uh, I don't. That was maybe. I don't know. In the history of my NBA fandom, uh, the least important series in the history of the world. Like the <laughs> Nuggets and the Jazz. I'm just like, there's no Carl Malone. There's no Melo. I mean, those are the Nuggets Jazz I remember. See, and it, it, I, I know AI. They're Allen Iverson, but um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, I think that I think the Jazz had a better um chance to honestly win down the stretch because you look at the nuggets jamal murray's not on jokic just got to be on and you know jokic was supposed to be the man when this series started when this bubble started because i mean he was looked at to be you know one of the best players there in the eastern conference so um it's uh in the western conference sorry but yeah it's it's like 
you just have to you just never know in the bubble. So who are they going to see? Who who are they waiting on? Um, I think that the uh, I think that to... they're playing the Clippers next. I'm pretty sure that's that is true. That's true, and and that's another team that's just been chilling. It's like L A. Oh yeah, L A. had a little. They had a freeway when everybody else was taking back roads. Oh, they've been they've been just chilling. Practice it. Hey, practice at seven. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you'll watch the game. Yeah, then we're gonna then we're gonna go watch Disney movies in our room. Oh yeah. A I mean, five minute walk. You know they're there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know they're <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. Disney Plus on lockdown. But uh I don't know. I I'm I'm intrigued by what's left in the bubble. You know, right. because now that you're you're starting to thin the herd a little bit, you know, the nuggets are probably I mean, if I had to guess, the the nuggets are probably the the what am I trying to say? The least tooled team right, left yeah. in the bubble. Probably followed by the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see how that shakes out tonight. Right. But but then, I mean, it's... It's up for grabs. I mean, it, It's hot from the there thing on is, out. You look, if the Rockets win tonight, are they going to play... If they play like they do versus the Thunder, it's going to be a obliteration. Like but the if, broom might already oh, just yeah. stay out. But then if you have Russell Westbrook come in there and start dunking on people, and then you have James Harden drop 60... Then, then we're gonna have a different team because this team it shoots more threes than anybody, and if they shoot enough threes and make enough threes, nobody well, can beat them. Here's the thing: they're gonna have to shoot threes. Russell Westbrook may that's d- their game. You know? May dunk on the Lakers a couple times, eh, but yeah, AD it's been a struggle for him. Well, what I'm saying is AD. Uh, what's his name? What's the what's Javel McGee? Yeah, Javel McGee. Mm-hmm. He'll just put him on his tail. I mean, I just feel like that's the way that's going to go. Well, it, with his injury, he's not been able to dunk this bubble at all, I don't think, um, like he used to do, of course. But, I mean, he's still getting there slashing and getting some layups in, so we'll see what happens. But I like when he goes in and, and tries to kick it out and that guy's not there. <laughs> and then another one, and then oh. they jack up one, but it still goes in somehow. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes being lucky is better than being good, you know, and it's working for them. But yeah. we'll see what that shakes out like tonight. Also on on the docket, the Heat and the Bucks. Game one went by way of the Heat. Jimmy yeah. Butler is on fire. Uh, that that team and that 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 group has gelled around him. And I was really nervous. I, I thought he kind of went down there to die. Just to be honest with you. I mean, well, you looked at the first game. You remember Bucks and Magic first game of the bubble. Yeah, Magic won. First game, and now you're looking at the Heat. Uh, heat won first game, so I don't know what it is with the Bucks, and maybe they're just like a little slow on the first game or not. Uh, but I, in, in all honesty, Jimmy Butler, if he's playing like this, this team matches up really well versus the Bucks, and Giannis can't do it all, and that's why I don't have him. Um, that's why I don't have uh, how him. Do you, how do you say out. his last name? I just Antetokounmpo. Okay, that's better than I did. Just say. Giannis. I just say Giannis. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason. He, he like if I say the Bucks and some form of a name, they know I'm talking about him. Sometimes I just call him the well, Greek. He's freak. He's the team. He's the Greek freak, right? Mm-hmm. right. I, I like that one. I like that one too. But he's he's what seven foot point guard almost. <laughs> Play anything? It's he, insane. He's, he's a he's a do it all. He's he's a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> he was an underdog back in 2017. Nobody. He was a. I think it was uh, off the 2K game, the NBA 2K game. Yeah. He was like a 70, and now look at him. What a difference mm. a couple years make. It's mild. It's it's amazing. But tonight, uh, Carson's going to have his hands full. Rockets, Thunder to tip off at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Four 
the move to the next. One team goes on, gets to take their luggage right. back to their hotel. One team gets to take it to the airport. Yeah, it's it's going to be a game. I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I, it's going to be bittersweet no matter what because you know how fun it would be to see Chris Paul beat the Rockets and move on because I've always wanted to see him keep moving on. Right. Into the, but then at the same time, I want the Rockets to win, and I feel like we have the best chance. But we're going to the Lakers. I mean, you can't you can't guess this game. So who you got? Who you got? Drop dead pick right now with the Rockets and Lakers. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, oh well, that kind of answers my ne- my first yeah. question. Well, you, I think I I'm with you on the on where you said that the Thunder um or where the Rockets should lose this game. I think the Thunder have so much momentum, but I feel like the Rockets. Oh, I'm going to go with the Rockets. Yeah. I think they just can't mess up that much. No, yeah. but I here, think yeah. when you when you mess up in game six, you got guys like Russell Westbrook, James Harden. They're going to fix it. I, I agree. So, and, I mean, it's just, well, is the Thunder are not going to – I feel like the Thunder don't want to lose, but at the same time I think Rockets don't want to lose as badly. So I think the Rockets are going to pull away in a tight one, though. I think it's going to be a close game to the end. Maybe. Do, maybe. Do the bubble Does the bubble impact this – you know, because in a game seven, normally it goes right. back to the – to whoever was the higher seed coming in, what's the bubble? I so mean, I mean, what, yeah, there's a fans? well, I mean, yeah, there's a logo on the floor that makes you the home team, but really, is it a home team? So yeah. is is it more of a balance now? I mean, is it literally a, a neutral site game? It's a neutral site game. I mean, they try to do the best they can with that, and you know the little emblem that shows, you know, it's on both sides of the half court line. Yeah, it's put on there for the TV. It's not on it's there. It's superimposed, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's it's a neutral site. They try their best though. You can't what else are they supposed to do? So Absolutely. Absolutely. I, there's crowd cheering, but there's no there might be some you know, huge clapping for we can we can hear it, so it might be loud down there. I don't know. So they may be hearing Carson from all the way from Maryville. Yeah, I should get know. on a virtual game and just start You should. You know, screaming. Why not? Hey, let's take our first break of the day. Uh, Practice our screaming. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk sports right here on the Hump Day edition of The Grind. We'll be back, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville. 
a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, the Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th, at the Townsend Visitor Center, and the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually, but the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind 
on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, we talked NBA. Our, our first segment was really not supposed to be NBA. Yeah, well, we talked about it for about um, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It's hey. amazing how the grind shifts. It is. You know, it's, it's almost like the wind blowing. It just takes where it wants to go. You put your bullet points down on what we're supposed to be talking about, and then we go off the rails. But, hey, yeah. it's good. We're, we're still on track, I feel like. Here's the thing. You know uh, you know the yellow and the white lines on the on the road? Right. So I have a I have a leader at work that uh, he calls that the mayonnaise and the mustard. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, when he's leaving, he's like, you got it, dude? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, good. Keep it between the mayonnaise and the mustard. Hey, but so, yeah, we we were trying to pass a car on the. Well, to me, as long as we're between the two mayonnaises, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're not over the mountain, we're good. I mean, if I lost you anywhere in that, it's really not important. We can just move on. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, going to football though, uh, a little bit of backtrack into into segment number one, the the supposed to be segment number one. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his ex-wife uh, have bought the the XFL. That was something that happened just a couple, maybe a month and a half ago, uh, in lieu of bankruptcy for the XFL based on COVID. Vince McMahon filed bankruptcy, lost the 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 league lost the the franchise what have you whatever you want to call it and so the rock and his ex-wife bought the league for 15 million dollars uh they they have all these high aspirations of of this thing's gonna work da 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 and i really want it to uh, i don't know carson if you if you were a big fan but uh we here on this show we were a really big fan jeff mack oh. was a was a dallas renegades fan i was a houston roughnecks fan and we really just like to make fun of those Florida teams because their jerseys were terrible. But anyway, um, The Rock has has received the helmets yesterday, and I feel like there's that's somewhat of a passing of the right. torch. Uh, he now has the helmets. He has a little bit of a display in his office that he's trying to kind of trying to drive. But basically, uh, former. Former WWE mogul, or well, he still is a WWE mogul, but he did, uh, you know, restart the W or the XFL. He did so in right. 2000. It kind of died, and then he brought it back. Well, given the COVID shutdown, it just couldn't financially sustain itself, so I had to file for bankruptcy. Um, and, and then the uh, the Rock and his ex-wife kind of swooped in there and got yeah. it. I mean, 15 mil for an eight-team league. I mean, that's um. I would say that's a bargain. Oh, it is. I mean, that's a lot of money they're going to earn. I'm telling you, like you said, you guys are fans. There's a lot more fans out there, including myself. And it's something you're like, okay, I want to see some XFL. So, And it's spring football where there's no football playing at the time. You got the XFL. So it's fun to watch it. And there's going to be a lot of money coming in. And I, I really have no question. And I've, I have no doubt that this is going to earn enough money all that money back for sure. So I'm excited to see it, you know, and the rock, you know, was in the WWE. 
you know, for years. So yeah. He was he was with Vince, so I'm sure that it's it's fun to see it back in business. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited for it. I, I was I was actually really happy with The Rock. Uh, gained a lot of respect for him to actually buy it back. Did you, know. you uh, when you were growing up? Could you smell what The Rock was cooking? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I used to be a big WWE fan. I hear you. Huge. So so the the thing that's going to be in his face is is one the the NFL kind of poached the XFL pretty hardcore when right. when when they shut down a lot of the superstars PJ Walker uh, a lot of those Phillips uh, a lot of those good wide receivers good defensive players they're now on NFL rosters so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a couple year venture to try to recoup or at least have a infrastructure of how you're going to get uh talent i mean because it has to be good it's a great way to get attention like you said there's a couple of those guys uh played in the xfl and nfl guys looked at them they're like okay they're good let's put them on the team yeah and and, and a yeah. lot of those guys were return players but some of them were not so right. we'll see how they they structure that part of it but one thing and this is really why i brought it up uh one thing that was part of his um uh, Part of his, I don't know, display of the new helmets mm-hmm. was uh, $7. A $5 bill and two, two ones. Right. And and I I saw it, and I kind of went, what, what is that? You know, because, I mean, The Rock's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he, don't, he doesn't deal in fives and ones anymore. No, you know, I think he's, he's got a little I heavier hand. <laughs> he bought a $15 million league. <laughs> right. He said, uh, but he did address it in an article I, I kind of dug up last night. This one's from uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, it said, framed behind Johnson, who was holding two of the eight helmets, was framed $7. Uh, an unusual sight for a former WWE and movie star who earns more than $87.5 million in his career, uh, according to Forbes. But he said those three bills in 1995 were what he had in his pocket when he got cut by the Calvary Stampeders, uh, an endeavor that lasted just two months. So at that point, he had to, uh, y- you know, he, he said, y- you know, he said, I had to uh, kind of regroup. And, and there's a, it's, it's a point to where he could have probably run off the rails and, yeah. and went and just, just got a job and tried to do the best he could in Miami or, or in his hometown, what, what have you. But he didn't. I mean, he gets in the WWF at the time. It transitions WWE. Then he gets into movies. Next thing you know, he's Dwayne Johnson. Uh, and then the the rest is kind of history. But um, I, I think it's one of those deals. It's one of those good stories that uh, that perseverance side of things. Uh, and, and I like that he puts it in perspective. Uh, that he has that kind of center stage, and that he can kind of push that uh, yeah. that narrative out there. There's plenty of negative. Uh, but uh, when you got seven dollars to your name, you got to make a decision. <laughs> oh, you got to go one way or the other. He was grinding. Absolutely, he was. Yeah, and, and people just think it's a name. It's oh, a thing. No, it's it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. That's exactly right. Look where he is now. But uh, and, and you know how you know how important the rock is now. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday uh, they added the word jabroni to the dictionary. Did they really? Wow. Straight you know? up. Yeah, Dictionary.com said, yeah, we just put jabroni in the dictionary. We assume The Rock could smell us cooking up that update the whole time. The Rock is one of the most liked guys right now, he's, no doubt. You know, he's he's just, always been that way, though. But Who he's doesn't just like cool. Him? He's he just is. cool. He's a great actor. I love his acting. He's a great actor. Jumanji, great movie. 
Yeah, I was thinking, uh, what, what's that uh, Daddy Day Camp or whatever he did? Oh. I'm just no it was, Daddy Daycare though. That that was somebody else. No, right? that was Vin Diesel. What's that movie where it's like he's like a dad, but he's also like Secret Service? Oh my, I know what you're talking about. But, but I thought, uh, what was it? Central Intelligence. Him and Kevin Hart. That's yeah. Now he plays great with Kevin. He plays great with Kevin. He's got both sides. He can play the the hard tail in like uh, Fast and the Furious and that side of things, but then he can also be funny. So yeah, yeah, The Rock's cool. And honestly, in the hands of him, I feel like I can maybe hold on to a little fandom there. Because I told Jeff, and I've said it on air on this show, I'm giving up on spring football. I'll just watch college spring football and then wait. I'm right. not. I'm not. You know, investing again. But I'm. 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 I can shift that opinion. I am moldable when it comes to the Rock now on in the XFL. But, 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 kind of moving on. Uh, Tennessee football. We're going to be here from from here through the duration of the rest of the show. They uh, they uh, get some updates yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Pruitt meets with the media, and then also uh, they announce a couple start times for for some football games. I don't know about you, but that's a that's a warm and fuzzy. That's a warm fuzzy feel for for yeah. me because. And and again, just because the times announced, that's the Big Ten. They announced the whole schedule, then six days later, shut the thing down. But um, does it does it not make it feel a little real that we're in the month of football right now, and then we are we have seen some start dates? South Carolina on the road at night in Williams Bryce. I'm ready to hook it up. Oh yeah, and it's like you said, it's exciting to see these times because now it's in the books it's ready to go we got a time stamp let's mark the calendar so like you said south carolina first game 7 30 i i don't mind that time it is it is kind of south carolina i'm telling you at south carolina it gets a little hyped there at night and we've seen it and it gets a little wild so i think though we go in there and we stomp them i feel i stomp them oh yeah i like it here's the thing Tell me the thing. Well, it was uh, what's his name, Jake Bentley. He transferred to Utah. Utah, right? Why do you think he transferred? Because little mush champs a dirtbag. Yeah, and and you know I just I mean, don't think just the team. Opinion. I just don't think the team gels together that well. Um, so I think we'll go in there and stop them. I think I don't think I don't like South Carolina. So only thing I like I like driving really fast through Columbia and getting to Myrtle Beach. That's about all I like <laughs> about South Carolina. But um, I will tell you, I think Williams Bryce is like a one-trick pony. They only have that one song, you know, the one that. Dun, 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 right. dun, dun. I'm like, oh lord. And I've I've literally I watch it on TV and I'm annoyed. I couldn't imagine being a Tennessee fan there. And they probably think the same thing about Rocky Top, but that's okay. Yeah, but theirs they're, is annoying. It's like a high pitched, and then they're waving the towels and constantly <laughs> like. I would I'd pass out if I was there. I mean, somebody like, said, "Yeah, all that wind." But uh, somebody told me that uh, they do that rooster crow like every five minutes. Oh, they do because you can hear it, but uh, you hear it so much, it's just it's blank just, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what else you got? You're you're a one and zero. We're starting off one and zero. You're a chicken. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, but they also announced uh, the the next game, the Missouri matchup, and it's a nooner. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what that says about that matchup, but uh, first two games are going to be on the SEC network, and 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 then the next take 
it was weird. They announced three start times, and the third one was the November, I think, seventh matchup with Arkansas, which is like game six of the season. Right. Is that not weird? That's what I was thinking. I was looking. I was like, I'm pretty sure Georgia's third week, and then I'm like, wait. Arkansas sixth week and they already have the time for it. Hey, maybe they met up and they were like, hey, well, let's play seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, week one and two, those got some pretty good matchups and some pretty good time slots uh, to be had. Uh, Kentucky Auburn week number one looks like this: Kentucky Auburn at, on at noon mm-hmm. on the SEC Network. Four o'clock SEC Network is Georgia Arkansas. Seven thirty is Tennessee uh, South Carolina, and then also on an alternate is Vandy Texas A and M. And then week two, uh, Missouri-Tennessee kicks off the weekend on SEC Network. Then Ole Miss-Kentucky. I think that's a pretty good game, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think I like that William matchup. Kiffin. And Yeah, Kiffin and uh, and uh, what's what's old Bob boy? Shoop. Stoops. Bob Shoop. Stoops. Stoops. Bob Stoops. Stoops. It's actually Mark Stoops. Oh, it's Mark. Ah, I get him confused brother. every time. Yeah. Bob, Bob was at Oklahoma. And I actually think his defensive coordinator, Mike, no. No, he's – he moved on. It, it was Mike Shoop. Could you imagine how confused they get? Mike Shoop and yeah, that's right. Mark he, Stoops. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna call you Mark number one and Mark number two. Mm-hmm. Uh seven thirty game on week number two is LSU Vandy. Uh that's probably gonna be a massacre oh, wow. in Nashville. Uh and then Arkansas Mississippi State is a nightcap on uh on an alternate SEC channel. But uh, you know, I like the I like the two start times. I, I think to to start in a night game, there's a little bit more. I don't know. There's a little bit more presence. There's a little bit more um, take on the 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 deal. And then I think the second week to be a noon noon kickoff uh, at home. I mean, starting off normally our first home matchups an early game, so that right. part doesn't change for us. Be a little hotter in Neyland, but there won't be as many people there. Uh, so so that'll be that. But um, I think Missouri's going to be down, down, down. I think uh, the way that they lost Kelly Bryant, they lost uh, a lot of those pieces on defense. They've got a new head football coach. Uh, they've got a new staff. So I think uh, catching that team early, uh, catching them at noon, is probably going to be best for us. And uh, and I like the way it shapes up for Tennessee. But but Jeremy Pruitt met with the media yesterday, and and I don't know if you saw him. It, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Zoom is just really Zoom images are not really kind to Jeremy Pruitt, <laughs> or if he just hadn't shaved in about five days. Uh, probably hasn't shaved in about maybe five days. both. He's probably focusing on some testing. Yeah, and <laughs> he's probably got a lot going on. He's probably been sanitizing. A lot. Yeah, it's like, hey, Jeremy, what have you been doing lately? Um, well, you know, just dealing with uh, well, s- all this corona stuff. He was sitting down, so his little work belt of sanitizer, sandy wipes, and, uh-huh. you know, all that. You couldn't see that. No. But I, all jokes aside, I mean, and that's a that's a real thing. I mean, people are sanitizing probably every piece of workout equipment, every football, every locker, every everything every day. So that is probably a real dynamic in the football room. But – uh, Jeremy Pruitt kind of stuck to the X's and O's and stuck to what his team looks like right now. Uh, they they canceled practice last Friday, uh, so he spoke to that pretty early and said, you know what, we had more positive tests. We felt like it was a good time to pause, mm-hmm. re-kind of do a really good scope testing and, and and get ahead of that curve a little bit. He said, we got the results back. Obviously, they're in some really quick turnaround 
because they said they felt good enough Friday afternoon. They practiced Saturday and then Monday. Right. So, uh, uh, they, again, they're they're well versed in what their protocol is and how they're going to necessarily move forward. Uh, he talked about discipline. He talked about how, uh, y- you know, players are going to have to be disciplined in this time to really do what they're asked to do, uh, to be – to, you know, to go to their room when they're asked to go to the room, not go to parties when they're they're told not to do so. And uh, he said he thinks the the culture shift from a year ago will really impact that. Uh, he talked a, a lot about positional players and who who he thought was doing well and 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 maybe some growth opportunities. Uh, he likes what he's seeing from his football team. He says people are coming to work every day, uh, doing some really good things. He's got some competition. Uh, at offensive line, he's got some competition at linebacker, at safety. Uh, he talked about all of that. Um, but what I what I gather, and I'm a, I'm a body language kind of guy. I don't know when you watch something, words are one thing, body language is another. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen coaches upon coaches that go, well, we're working really hard, and you look him square in the face, and his body language says, but we're terrible. Yeah, you can tell, especially but, like you said. But excited. that wasn't that wasn't what I heard from him. Right. I heard this is a this is a pretty good football team. I'm not going to heap praises on them because I think we still got a long way to go. But this is a football team that is working extremely hard, that's doing a lot of good things, and that we're going to have some options maybe that we haven't had in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean he's he's making it. He's definitely made it clear that there's it's fighting for position, and like I said, it makes you want to work harder. So I have no doubt that these players are. So so one thing that he also spun Carson was was the fact that he he actually spun COVID and the protocol and the the Zoom call and the recruiting and the unlimited phone call. He spun it as a positive. He said, "I'm loving it." He said, I've, I've really – like, when you recruit, you know their family. Mm-hmm. You know the dynamic that is their high school football and their family. But you kind of know it in a, hey, I'm Coach Pruitt. i got to go to this next house. Hey, I'm Coach Pruitt. I'm going to go to this next – and right. you're just moving right around. He said, I've been able to, like, Zoom call and meet their family, and I know their family, and I'm, I'm able to, to really build a relationship that, quite frankly, I couldn't do before. And he said, even with our own football team, he said, I've been able to to really, you know, used to it was a real shotgun approach of practice, you know, especially in fall camp. He talked about just now, used to it's, it's you know, practice, 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 right. practice, practice, hope it sticks, sling it on the wall, practice, 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 practice. And he said, the way we're structuring it, it's practice, and then we have like a teaching day, air mm-hmm. quotes used, a teaching day. And he said, that's what I love. He said – I get to not only teach on the field, but the next day I can kind of critique and build and and kind of shape the next practice, if you right. will. And he, and and he made a great comment, and I want to bring this up. He said, "I think our staff's high school experience is helping us right now," and I, I think that's a very valid point because you know they already when you're when you're a high school coach, there's already the rigors of the the surrounding. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think once you get to college, you're focused on football. Yeah. At the at the D- Division One level, you don't teach, and right. so so at that rate, you can kind of focus. You know, your early morning part is is developing a practice schedule. You're not worried about who's in your you know who's staring at you in first period because you got to teach history. So I think that dynamic is a, is a very true dynamic mm-hmm. because he he understands all the nuances. That one, the the rookies, the freshmen, 
just came out of, and then he understands where he's been and, and how to grow from there. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, and I, I think Jeremy Pruitt, like I've said multiple times, is the guy for the job. So I, I think he, he's going to build this team. I think we're going to push this team all the way to the end. I think we're going to do great. And um, I'm really excited. And that, you know, when, when he says they have guys fighting for positions, that makes me happy. I, I mean, I, that's exciting because those guys are competing. Those guys are good, and he can't figure out which one's the best. So uh, I'm excited for it, and um, can't wait to see can't wait to see the South Carolina game started off. Absolutely, I'm I'm excited for what that's going to look like, what we could have on in store right. uh, for South Carolina, and then honestly, you know, I think I think when you end on the streak that Tennessee did, win seven of their last eight games. And just really being a dynamic football team there at the end that had a lot of answers and and still some questions, but more more answers than questions, which by no means was the way that season started. Uh, you you build a certain level of expectation, uh, and, and then you hope that the next season can start off the way that expectation left. So uh, South Carolina is going to be the first test. No cupcakes this year. All ten conference games, and that in itself is going to be a different dynamic. So uh, Jeremy Pruitt is working hard to get them ready. September 26th, 7.30 p.m., SEC Network is where we'll see it. So I'm excited, and it, and the countdown is on. It is. Uh, Countdown's on. 24. 24 days till it's football time in Tennessee. And you know what? That's a really good time to take our last break of the day. Last right. break of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk 24 days till it's football time in Tennessee. Who wore that for the Vols? Who's some all-time greats? that rocked the number 24, and who may be sitting in the Hall of Fame based on their number 24. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. 24 days. 24. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007, or online at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch, and we're grinding it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson comes to us by way of Give Him Six podcast. And, Carson, 
Shout out to Give Him Six Podcast. Uh, where can you find and what is going on? Give Him Six Podcast, well, we try to get an episode out every week, but knowing my schedule and stuff, it's kind of hard to get that set up and start editing and stuff, all that. So we try our best to get one out each week, but most of the time that does not happen, especially around this time. Now, in the summer, we try, we usually get one out maybe twice a week. So, But uh, you can find it anywhere. Um, like we said at the start, it's kind of a... A mix between you got Apple, you got SoundCloud, you got Google Play. Um, and I always tell everybody that the easiest way to find it is just look us up. Look us up on Google, look us up on Bing, look us up on whatever you want to look it up at. And um, click on our website, should pop up, Give Them Six Podcast. And you can play all of our latest episodes from there. Or you can go to our archives, which has every single one of our episodes, including special and bonus episodes, Do merch, you- sponsors, all sorts of stuff. Merch. Like, that's when you're big time. Well, we love. I love it. Yeah, I have a shirt. I'll have to bring it in. I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, but but yeah, check out Give Him Six podcast again. You'll you'll be delightfully uh, impressed if if you're an Orange fan. If you like the Orange, you will be a fan. If not, it's probably not your cup of tea. But if you, uh, if you get poked with a shot and you bleed orange, then you know you're a you're a Give Him Six podcast uh, yeah. affiliate. Yeah. Uh, but I will say 24 days till it's football time in Tennessee, Carson. And and 24 has been rocked by a lot of really, uh, really fun players to watch. I mean, I, I think when you say 24, the number that the, – the guys that come immediately to your mind is Aaron Hayden, uh, Sean Bryson, Tony Thompson, Todd Kelly Jr., uh, those names. But, man, this thing's been going on. They, somebody's been rocking 24 since 1937. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It is, yeah. It's uh, seven decades. Mm-hmm. Eight decades now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Hendricks wore it for the first time, 1937 and eight. Albert Hurst, 40 to 42. Red Arnold wore it, 1945. Billy Joe Rowan, 1946 and seven. Jerry Hyde, 51 through 53. Bobby Jones, 1957. George Shuford, 61 and 62. Mike Reynolds, 1963. Doug Archibald, 64 and five. Larry Pierce, 1967, that was a national championship year. Haskell Stanback, uh, 1971 through 73. Eddie Lawson, 1974. Glenn Powers, 1975. Frank Fox, 1976 through 78. Clyde Duncan, 80 through 83. Tony Thompson, 87 through 90. Aaron Hayden, 92 through 94. Sean, big man, get out of my way, Bryson, 1996 through 98. Uh, Charles Small, 2000 to 2002. Andy Kerr, 2003. Antoine Stewart, 2004 through 6. D'Angelo Willingham, 2008. Corey Eckholtz, 2010. Eric Gordon, 2009 through 2012. De'Anthony Summerhill, 2011 through 13. Taylor Spivey, 2013. Darrell Scott, 2014. Michael Williams, 2014. Michael Lacey, 2015 and 16. Daryl Miller, uh, or Darrell Miller, 2015. Todd Kelly Jr., 2016 through Sir. 18. Trey Coleman, uh, 2017. And Aaron Beasley, 2019. Beasley currently still rocks right. the number 24. But uh, you, you talk about those names, and the ones I mentioned are the ones that mean something to me. Aaron Hayden, Tony Thompson, uh, Todd Kelly Jr., and Sean Bryson. Right. I mean, Sean Bryson, I'll remember in that those national championship years, Sean Bryson was a fullback. I mean, that's a position that's almost non-existent anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was a man. 
He he was in the same stable with guys like Travis Henry, Travis Stevens, Jamal Lewis, and Sean Bryson had his very own spot in that offense, and he was able to do some things and rumble for some touchdowns. Big man, uh, once he got a full head of steam, it was a lot to bring down. And uh, number 24, uh, he paved the way in, in some ways yeah. for that 98 national championship team. Yeah, I mean, like you said, fullback, it's like most of the time now you just pull in a giant running back and just pound it through the uh, offensive line. But, I mean, it's it's – yeah, it's cool to see these 24s. And uh, one that came to mind for me was Todd Kelly. You know, I grew up watching him. Oh, yeah. Catholic uh, product. And he's just he's just a hard-working player. Mm. I mean, he gets injured, and he wants to come back his next year. He wants to be better. He wants right. to be better. And he was he was a great player, too. So uh, I love Todd Kelly. I love those guys. And it's it's fun to see who the next 24 is going to be. Absolutely. It's it's one of those numbers. I mean, there's there's certain numbers that just seem to attract greatness, right. and, and 24 definitely has its good good mix with that as well. But 24 outside of the orange, mm-hmm. uh, it's a big number around the oh, world. Yeah. Uh, you talk about Willie Mays. I mean, I think if you if you want to talk about who is the all-time 24, you got to put it to Willie Mays. I think you look at a guy, he's tied for most all-star appearances with 24. Uh, he's a 12-time recipient of a gold glove two-time National League MVP, and ended his career with 660 home runs, currently fourth all-time. He was selected to MLB's all-time team, and his number has been retired by the San Francisco Giants. So uh, a great number 24. And, again, if you want to talk all-time number 24, go to Willie Mays. That's that's my opinion. Other great number 24s, uh, Jeff Gordon in NASCAR, mm-hmm. number 24. Yeah. Um, in honor of Willie Mays, uh, Barry Bonds wore number 24 for, I think, the first nine years of his yeah. career. And then uh, Kobe Bryant, yeah. uh, number that's retired by the Lakers along with number Ooh. eight. One of the few yeah. people that uh, that has had two numbers. Well, I guess he's the only player uh, to, have two jerseys, yeah. to have two jerseys retired. Had, I believe, uh, had two championships in one number and three with the other. Yeah. But uh, – uh, a great all-time great. Oh, I mean, already that, a Hall of Famer. That's my that's my twenty-four right there. It's Kobe. Uh, I, I, I just love loved the. I loved him in eight. Like I will remember Kobe because he had like the little. I called little it the afro. mini the mini fro. Yeah, and him and and Shaq is that's mm-hmm. my remembrance of of the Kobe era. Later on, he was he was a technician. He could yeah, he just could a, just chaw you up. He could kind of chew chew the defense the leader. up. And but I remember that young brash like I'm not going to be the next Michael Jordan I'm going to be the next Kobe Bryant right like that's that's the the mantra I remember but uh, number 24 nonetheless that's that's a toss up uh, lost too soon Kobe Bryant and uh, and honestly uh, what could have been I mean because yeah. he was he was arguably making a bigger impact outside of sports as, as he did inside he and I was. think that speaks a volume oh yeah he was he was one of my favorite players watching because when I was younger and then when I started watching the NBA he was you know in his you know later years and mm-hmm. you know his last game versus the Jazz where he dropped sixty something and. It's something you're like, well, you kind of grew up watching him, but you didn't, and it's like, but you still feel close to him. So, you know, he's ranked up there as top five of all time. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, so wherever you want to put him, there's so many different opinions. But either way, he's one of the best um, 24s out there for sure in any sport. But 24 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Yes. We're, we're right here in our last minute. Uh, we're going to continue to count this thing down. You know, we started back again yesterday. Uh, we'll count down the month of September and get to September 26th. And hopefully at that point we're talking pregame, we're talking South Carolina, oh, yeah. and we're talking 
big orange football hitting the gridiron. So I'm, I'm, excited, I'm excited for what that looks like, man. And, and Carson, thanks for coming in. Yeah, I had a great time. An hour flies when you're in here. I think, I think it's hey, just you. Hey, that's, that's, that's great. That's nice. great. It flies for me, too. It's, it's so much fun. Thanks for having me. Well, man, I, I hope your Rockets do you well tonight. But I think I think consolation is whoever wins. You've got a reason to cheer on whoever moves forward. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I said earlier, it's going to be I'm a Chris Paul fan, but a Rockets fan. So either way, bittersweet. Excited. We'll Talk see. about it next week. Man, I can give you a hard time about whoever it is mm-hmm. seeing my Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. We'll see that series. We'll see it. But, man, thanks for coming in. Carson oh, yeah. Crouch by way of Give Him Six Podcast. But we've hit – the top of the hour, but if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.